0: All of a sudden, from around that little corner, I see these neon green figures floating towards me. And he said, What is that? And I moved the branch and I looked, and it was this big, hairy something. It was the weirdest feeling, and I just was like, I just want to get out of here. It was so real to me, and nobody believed me.
1: She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghost sister. The ghost sisters are up there.
0: So that is my ghost
2: story. Hi everybody and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the Ghost Story Podcast where all the stories are told by the people who experience them. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fiss. I'm Rebecca Black. And Rebecca just filled me in right as we walked in the door. I'm sorry. On iTunes, somebody just gave us one star. Yeah, and I know it's probably somebody, I'm going to say it's a dude. And he's like, I don't (laughs) believe in ghosts. (laughs) One star. He didn't even give a written review.
3: No, just the one star. Tell us, at least give us some feedback so we can correct things. Tell us why you hate
2: us, one star. (laughs) God, that's infuriating. I'm sorry, I should have saved that until after. Ah, No, I'm glad you did. Now I'm all pumped up. I'm like, this is going to be the best Best episode ever! ever. Here we go. Actually, we do have a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, we really do, actually. We have uh, someone coming in to talk about the San Antonio Railroad Crossing. The child hands on the trunk of the car. This is kind of a famous ghost story. People have already been reaching out about that. So we have Hawkeye. He's a local morning show guy, but he actually has a travel uh, website and podcast. That's a pretty big deal. So he's going to come in and talk about that ghost story yeah. for us. We're and not going to talk about a station though, because you need to be listening to that. So like, <laughs> hey, look where I work, by the way. <laughs> I know this is going to be kind of interesting to have the two uh, morning show people in here together. No, he's a so nice guy. He's a super nice guy. He's really cute too. So that'll be fun. Uh, we also have coming up a true story of a ghost who likes to watch. <laughs> Literally, (laughs) like what? we like, watch. And we have been plugging this one for a while. So that's coming up in a little bit. But first, you need to go to the Haunted AF Facebook page if you haven't already. Because Salida sent in a story last week that was brilliant amazing so this girl her sister is selling her house and so she decides to unload some of these creepy dolls that she has and she has a creepy ass like annabelle looking doll Ugh. and she wants to sell this doll so evil sister like
3: who's going to buy it let's be real evil it sister looks like annabelle
2: evil sister buys it she has a friend go in and buy it so her sister doesn't realize that it's her okay <laughs> So, I love this already. I love this story. Yeah. So she transports the evil doll to the new house. What is her name? Her name is Meg Rowls. Okay, so Meg takes the doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you have to go look at these pictures, they're so great. She takes the doll to the new house, puts it in the basement, and draws on the wall next to it. How could you? Oh my god. Okay, so then she takes her sister to her new house. Can we play the audio? What are you talking about? Hey, go. Look.
3: <laughs> what? Listen to her. <laughs> what? The insulation?
0: What? It's a prank! It's a prank! It's
2: so much greatness in there. So much. I love the little niece going... Chasing her up the stairs, and then the evil laugh from Meg as she's in the basement laughing at her sister. I am pretty sure I heard crying oh, I before they. She <laughs> actually realizes it's a prank.
3: It like is... the voice is quivery. Like, it's
2: like oh, it's so great. Go check that out oh. on the Haunted AF Facebook page. Okay, amazing. So we had a little update on a story that we did last week. Uh, we talked to Laura mm-hmm. and Sue about their really freaking haunted house. Yeah, got a lot of lot of feedback on that story. I think
3: they must have something that attracts spirits and stuff because they even said stuff happens to them here now that they move to Texas. Yikes.
2: Yeah, go and listen to that story because it's completely nuts. But she mentions at one point that they actually had Kent State come out and investigate the house. Yeah, which is insane. Which is great. And you and I started discussing, it's like, do they even have these paranormal teams at universities anymore? Like, is SMU sending out these paranormal teams? Right. And so we decided to do a little bit of research on that. And it's kind of sad because there really aren't a whole lot of paranormal programs anymore. Mm -hmm. Like There used to be, they had them at Stanford. Stanford had Uri Geller, the guy who could supposedly bend a spoon with his mind. Yeah, Duke University had one, and they still actually have one, but it's been the the Rhine Research Center. It's no longer connected to Duke itself, but they Uh. are still out there doing ghosty stuff. Otherwise, here in the U.S., I guess at Arizona and the University of Virginia, they're doing stuff, but it's usually just like ESP and mm-hmm. can you move something with your mind kind of crap? I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to hear about ghosty stuff. <laughs> but one of the greatest university slash ghost stories ever comes out of UCLA. And you put together some information I on did. this. I
3: did. Have you seen the movie The Entity?
2: No! And I hate that I haven't because... Me too! Know, we need, okay, we need to have a girls' night and watch it. Because yes! Because when I was in high school, we used to dare each other. Oh my god. But then I just kind of felt like that was tempting fate or yeah. something. So, okay, tell the Story. All
3: right. So this is actually, it's a movie from 1982, and it is based off of something that happened with the UCLA Neuropsychiatric Institute, which is what they were called back then. And this thing was only around for like 10 years. Yeah. But this story is so good. Hollywood <laughs> caught on, and it's like, we're making a movie out of it. With Barbara freaking Hershey. I know. And I'm like, the story is just, it's unbelievable, <laughs> is what it is because it really it's crazy. Is. And it's a, it is based on this single woman. Long story short, she ends up enlisting the help of the NPI, their like ragtag volunteer team to investigate all this crazy stuff that's happening in her house. Let me just tell you her ghost or demon or whatever you want to call it, it don't play. Yeah, It's violent. It's horrific. It's dare I say rapey? Yeah. Repeatedly! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the crazy part about it is that it's not like this just happens to her one time and done. This happens to her four or five different times. Right. Then to make things even crazier because people are like not believing her. They think that this is all in her head and that she's doing it to herself because she was abused as a child. Right. Okay. So then four more times, stuff like this happens. It's witnessed by her best friend. It's witnessed by her boyfriend, Jerry, who at the time was so shook, he split.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Jerry.
3: Yeah. Jerry's like, I'm out. Then it's also witnessed by one of her children. Like the attack happens in their living room. Oh, that's awful. Our kids are present. Her, I guess her oldest son tries to intervene Oh, a- electric shock sends him across the room into the wall, breaks his arm. Holy crap. So now at this point, it's not just affecting her it's affecting her family this is where they live right so i guess she runs into two of these paranormal people at the bookstore mm-hmm. and they decide okay well let's set something up we're going to come out to your house we're going to investigate and all this kind of stuff and i'll tell you this is where it gets a little ghostbustery for me yeah because they end up like throwing out a trap and it freezes the ghost but like <laughs> let's be real yeah long story short the ghost never really goes away right like she has continual encounters oh my god and to I, this I don't day. know yeah and i I think she's still alive. I'm thinking she's still alive. But get this. She brought it to Texas. We're in Texas. I don't know specifically. (laughs) I need to look it up because if it's somewhere here in DFW, we gotta go. We We
2: got problems. She brought
3: well, what do you do? She thought, oh, if I leave California, the ghost won't come with me. No,
2: but she still has incidents. But it's crazy because when UCLA was actually studying her, they were taking pictures. Yeah. And there are these weird electric light things happening around her that it's like, what is that? I, it's this
3: horrible jerk of a ghost. Yeah. That I guess is not going to let her go and now lives in Texas. Yay. Here's the kicker to this story. Okay. Because you're going freak to freak out about this. So I mentioned the sun who intervened and ended up being shot across the room by an electrical jolt broke his arm. Right. When they were filming this scene for the movie, the actor who played the son, when he gets Shocked and thrown across the room also broke his arm in the exact same manner that the real son did. That can't be a coincidence,
2: can it? I mean, if he's acting out the scene and he falls in the same way that the son fell, then maybe... What are the odds of that, though? (laughs) What are the odds of that? And this is a Hollywood set where they've got
3: all of these protections in place so that the actors do not get hurt. Anything is possible with this whole story. It's so crazy. I don't
2: know. That creeped me out. I was like... "Mm -mm." I just think it's so funny, though, that once the media kicked in around the whole situation. Yeah. UCLA just backed off. Now, they act like they had no involvement whatsoever. Right? Dare I say, this movie is probably what
3: shut down the uh, NPI. Yeah, probably. Because the, the movie came out in 82, and the NPI kind of dissolved and disappeared by um, 1980. And now they even deny that it
2: ever happened. They yeah. said the only way that you even know it was real, there are a couple of flyers from back that in the still day exist. that still exist. That's the only way that people know that that thing even That's really existed. Nuts. Wow. So, I guess if you have a haunting in your house, then you're really not going to have any luck finding a university to come out there and help you out. No, I know. That said, though, I just Googled, like, ghost hunting teams in North Texas. Oh, I'm sure you could find one real easily. There's like a million. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and there's one that's just a bunch of women who look adorable. Oh. I know. I I already shot them in the email. I was like, can we come hang with you guys? Yeah, girl power. Yeah, y'all look like fun. So, So, sorry, no luck with the University Paranormal Research Team. Teams. There's and an underground, I know it. There's going to be it. something <laughs> out there. Uh, we have a special little notice that I want to send out to my sister, Leslie. You know, she has been on the show before, mm-hmm. and uh, she's been a really big supporter of Haunted AF since we uh, very, yeah. very first got started. And my poor sister had one of the worst weeks of her life oh, last week, and she had to put down her little puppy dog, Pip, oh. which has been horrible. I mean, and it was one of those prolonged, horrible yes. situations, and Our I have baby. felt so bad for her, and so Just to send out a little love to her. The last time she was on, she recorded a ghost story that we hadn't played yet. Yeah. So just Leslie, we love you, and here is another ghost story from my sister. So we've got my sister on the phone again Mm -hmm. because she's like my favorite person to tell ghost stories. She's so. I swear, my sister and a couple of margaritas in a dark house. It is the best thing ever. Seriously, (laughs) you're you're always a good target, Julie. Yes. And now my kids. Now my kids. So she she recently tortured my kids. last Last summer when we were over with the story about when you worked at the
4: Appalachian newspapers. You have to tell that story, please. Yeah, uh, this is a good one. Uh, I was on the newspaper staff when I was in college at Appalachian State, and... Uh, we, we always, the newspaper offices were in one of the oldest buildings on campus back then. And I'm pretty sure this building's gone now. It was called New Hall, um, which was ironic because it was the oldest building on campus. But the, uh, the newspaper office was up on the third floor and it was kind of on a back wing. And uh, in fact, most of the time we would just go up and down the fire escape in and out, you know, up on the third floor. And, uh, but it was a very old building and it was known for these beautiful hardwood floors that were very, very creaky, though. You could not go anywhere in the building without people hearing you coming because it was so, you know, the floors were so loud. So, our deadlines, we always turned in copy on Tuesdays because the newspaper came out on Thursday. This is the school newspaper. So, one night I'm there and I'm, you know, I've got a bunch of articles I'm getting typed up and I had to have everything into the, the typesetting office by uh 10 o'clock at night so this particular day i'm having to type up retype a bunch of articles that people have turned in and there was one central room that was the typewriter room and they had all these individual carols and back then believe it or not it was still manual typewriters so i'm sitting in there and i'm typing away and my back was to the door out into the main hallway slowly people are leaving and finally the sports editor brian he sticks his head in the door and he said you all right in here and i said yeah i'm almost done and he said all right i'll see you tomorrow so he leaves So not long after Brian leaves, I'm sitting there typing, and and I hear out in the hallway behind me, and I was sitting kind of right where the door was, behind me in the hallway, I hear someone say, Leslie. It was just like that, kind of a loud whisper. And I kind of jumped up and, you know, looked over my shoulder. And I'm thinking Brian is still going to be standing there, you know. Right. And there's just nothing but a dark hallway. Ah. So I kind of sit there a minute and I thought, what the heck? You know, I guess I'm losing my mind here. But so I turn back around and I start typing, because I have to have this stuff done by 10, right? So, I mean, maybe a minute, if that long. I'm sitting there typing and I hear it again, exactly the same thing. Do it I again. hear, <laughs> just like that. Ah. So, this time, I sit there for a second, and I'm like, this has got to be Brian. Because, I mean, he was always a cut-up, and, you know, I figured he was just playing a joke on me. But I'm thinking, I can't figure out how. I heard him leave and go out this fire escape, so I'm thinking, well, how did he get back in? I would have heard him, you know? Yeah. Come up that noisy, that hallway, so... I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, well, that has to be who it is. So I kind of get up quietly out of the chair and kind of tiptoe over to the door, and I stick my head out in the hall, you know, and I said, "Boo!" and there's nobody there. There's just this dark hallway. There's nothing there. So by this point, I'm pretty freaked out, you know. I'm like, okay, I have no clue what's going on, but I know if there was somebody in this building, I would hear them moving around. But I have to finish my article. So, man, I get back over to the typewriter, and I'm typing, you know, 200 words a minute finished my articles and I snatched those papers and you know, ran out the back door and down the fire escape you know finally I get back to the dorm and I calm down a little bit and I'm thinking eh you know you you just got yourself worked up yeah. that was nothing so the next day I go into the office and the news editor was in there a girl named Lisa and she was real sweet and she said how late did you stay last night and I said uh, I said oh gosh I was here I'm right up to 10 I pushed it to the deadline and she said I can't believe you stayed here was anybody with you and I said no it was just me and she said I never stay here by myself at night anymore. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, okay, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And oh. her office, the news office, was right next to the, the typewriter room. And she actually had a door out of her office into the typewriter room. Hmm. And she said, well, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. But she said, I've been in here at night. I'll be sitting here in my office, and I hear people talking in the typewriter uh, room. No! And she said, uh, <laughs> But she said, they're not talking. It's like they're whispering. Now, I had not told her anything no. about what had happened oh, to me. No, okay? oh, my gosh. And she said, the first few times, you know, I got up and I went and looked to see who was in the typewriter room and there's nobody there. And she said, finally, it freaks me out so much, I just don't stay here by myself after dark anymore. And I asked her, I said, well, what are they saying when you hear these people talking? And she said, I never can make out what they're saying. They're just whispering. And I said, I've never been able. So she didn't say they ever said her name. But she specifically said the whispering, and that was before I said anything to her. So I, I, I thought that was kind of wild. I, and I didn't stay late like, by myself anymore either after no, that.
2: No, Can I just tell you, I have heard this story countless times in my life, and I still just got chills down oh, my legs. that is you know, so
4: I know, creepy. I, I was thinking, I, I'm still in touch with my friend Brian, who is the sports editor. I think I'm going to call him and see if he remembers this, because I remember talking to him about this afterwards. Because no. I told him, I said, I was so sure it was you that was doing it. And he's like, no, it wasn't me, I swear. No, because
2: if he says it was him, if he's right. like, oh, that was me, just that will, like, kill it. Yeah, Like, totally. this has been one of my favorite ghost stories ever. I don't want to know if it's Brian. Like,
3: I just can't get over the fact that you didn't say anything to this other woman, and she has almost the exact same experience that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the, and the, the exact whisper same part? Whispering. Like, come on.
4: Mm. I know. That's not I, just, I, I like, so chance. Too. Yeah, no. That's what kind of iced that story was to hear her say, because I had not said a word to her about anything happening, because I thought people would think I was crazy, oh you know?
2: gosh. Which would be but worse, so. having a ghost yell at you or whisper at you?
3: Ooh, that's a tough call. I think those are think both really awful. I think
2: It'd be pretty
4: bad either way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sure either one wouldn't scare the heck out of me. The volume, the volume probably wouldn't matter. Yeah, I would need my brown pants no matter what. Thank Absolutely, you. code brown. Oh,
2: thank you, Leslie. I love you.
4: You're welcome. It's so good to talk to you.
2: We've also been trying to get this woman named Beverly on the phone for a couple of weeks. Yes. So let me see if we've got her.
0: Uh, This is Beverly.
2: Hi, Beverly. It's Julie and Rebecca. Hey, Julie. Hey, Rebecca. Hi. So Beverly reached out to us pretty early on, and she has a very involved ghost story. Tell us about this house you were in.
0: We bought it in 2000. We bought it to flip it because that was just something that we were doing at the time. And, uh, moved in after we completely remodeled it. And that's when it all began. I would come home from work and in Mrs. Anderson's bathroom, and I call it Mrs. Anderson's house. That's, that's who built it. And in, in the Mrs. Anderson's bathroom, she had a three-way mirror installed like you'd do in dressing rooms. Well, in that three-way mirror, I had put a tall plant stand and a bushel basket of hydrangeas. Okay. She must not have liked hydrangeas because I would come home from work and the, the bushel basket would be upside down. What would he be upside down? It would just be laying open by the side and flowers would be thrown over to the other side of the bathroom. Oh, like she kicked
3: it and then ripped it apart. Who doesn't like hydrangeas? Yeah, I yeah. know they're beautiful. Who doesn't like
0: hydrangeas? Especially the pretty big pink ones? Oh my and gosh. You under, uh, and you have to understand too when we first looked at the house it was pink, 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 pink. <laughs> the brick was pink. The floors were pink. The concrete was stained pink. And so we began ripping out all the pink and redoing it and she didn't like that either. My bad. <laughs> and so finally I got brave one day and I thought, you know what, I'm going to show her that she's not going to win. Before I had really talked harshly to her. (laughs) You had to
3: get firm with the ghost, Miss Anderson. Ms. Anderson, that's enough
0: out of you. That's exactly what I did. So in the bathroom, I thought, I have a beautiful depression glass. I'm a depression glass girl. And not only is it not going to be pink, it's going to be blue, the cobalt blue, and I'm going to put it on the plant stand and the pink hydrangeas are going back in there. Came home that night, the flowers were thrown out across the bathroom floor and the depression glass bowl was she was extremely delicate, even if all had fallen on the ceramic tile, <gasps> was laying over there by itself. But it but wasn't she
2: broken? gently
3: put
0: it down oh, for no. you? Yeah, no, no. She, she she didn't want to break it because it came from her era, you know. Yeah. yeah she appreciated some of my finer things.
2: She might have been a little scared of you by then, too, if you were starting to, like, Yeah, you know, like, get
0: firm. The, the last time it happened, I walked in and I said, Mrs. Anderson, let me tell you something. Yes, I know this is your home. But I am the boss here now. So if you want to do things boss, with me, you have to get my permission first. Well, so until you get my permission, don't mess with my flowers. You told her off. You know, she hid for a while. She was real upset for a while. It didn't Aww. come out and didn't play. And, uh, and then here it comes again.
2: Tell the story about what Mrs. Anderson would do anytime you guys were trying to get frisky.
0: Oh, she loved that desk. I always figured she was giving us pointers. Um, you know. <laughs> My husband and I have been married for 46 years. I don't care which room we were in. She would come in and turn the lights on right.
3: <laughs> she had to see in, it all. Well, in the first couple of
0: times, it was, it, was a, it was a showstopper the first couple of times. And <laughs> showstopper. Then it got to where, and then it got to where, you know, Mrs. Anderson, I know you're jealous, honey. But, uh, you know, this is just the way it is going to be in this house. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. It may not have happened like that when you were here with Mr. Anderson, but you can turn the lights on and watch, or you can turn the lights off. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs>
3: she did. She just wanted to watch. She just wanted a show. Oh, I just love that you guys are like, we're going with it. We're going. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show, yeah. we're enjoying the show. Yeah. No, no show after
0: that. So, um, she didn't like a lot of people. She, she, doesn't, she didn't know a lot of people in her house. But she got to where she truly loved us until, until we put the house on the market to sell it.
3: Oh, then she got mad again?
0: Oh, please. <laughs> we were, the house was selling and the day of closing, they called her agent and they say we have just left the house and we believe it's a death trap. We cannot, cannot close. Cannot. And I looked around, and I looked at Jerry, and I said, the husband, and I said, well, hmm, Mrs. Anderson must have done a little bugaboo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, they needed to learn right up front. She couldn't win. She can't win or She'll drive crazy.
3: Did you ever figure out what actually she did in the house while the people were looking at it? Yes.
0: I, they never would say. They just called it a death trap, a scary death trap. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So yeah, she and I sat down, and we had a long talk about that. <laughs> I told her from now on that... Does she get our permission if she's going to act like that?
2: Were you ever able to sell the house?
0: No, never could sell the house. No. Never could make it to closing ever make it to closing wow so and even the last time i was there i knew it was imminent the house was selling in july 2017 and i walked back into the house and said mrs anderson you know i have always loved you even when you threw my flowers around (laughs) if you want to live with us this house is sold if you want to live with us get in the car and let's go to austin
3: oh you invited her with you did she come
0: so i don't think so i still feel her at the house when i go back wow we've never we've I'm going to knock on wood, but I don't think I have to because I think she would protect us. Yeah, we'll uh, it's not lived in most of the time, about half of a year, yet no one ever tries to get into the house. And oh. there are many valuable things in the house Ooh. that no one ever tries to get in. Maybe she even like, stands at the window.
2: <laughs> She's <laughs> a ghost security alarm. You should... You should rent out rooms as a haunted b and B. I
3: I think that's a fantastic Just idea. let
2: people know from the get-go yeah. that it's haunted and Miss Anderson's going to mess with you. You can charge $500 a night and people will be coming in. I would fill the living room full of pink hydrangeas yes. to, like, stir her up a little bit. Oh, yes, and, like, do it in the kitchen. Yes, Do it all the weird places so she can have plenty to watch. Hey, Beverly, thank you so much for sharing that, that was story. Amazing. That's awesome. amazing.
0: You're welcome, ladies. Call me anytime. Okay. If, if I have more Miss Anderson stories, I'll call you. Please
2: do. Bye. You know, we're always asking people who tell ghost stories to draw pictures of their ghosts. Yes. I really <laughs> my favorite thing ever. I know. I really want a picture of Miss Anderson now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I just don't know. It's like, can we draw a picture of Miss Anderson without, just, draw, without drawing Beverly and her husband <laughs> doing it? Yes. <laughs> Like, what be Miss <laughs> Anderson's like peeking around the corner. That's my challenge. Please, somebody draw a picture of Beverly's Miss Anderson because, yeah, we need to see that. Okay. I would
3: just, I would take um, hydrangeas like strewn across the
2: bedroom too. Yes, I'd take that, that too. too She's some <laughs> angry ghost throwing flowers everywhere. I'd be cool with that. So, we have a special guest right now. We have Hawkeye, who is a local radio legend. Oh, KSES. Oh, shucks, shucks. Yes. So, um, but you actually have a lot of other great stuff going. On, you have a travel website, you have a travel podcast, yeah. you're a writer, and you reached out to us yes. because uh, you have a, a story about San Antonio, which was fortuitous because yes. people have already been asking us about yep. this these haunted train tracks. But yes. before we go into that, tell us a little bit about your website because okay. it's awesome.
1: Uh, I have a website, travelwithhawkeye.net, and uh, we've been doing a travel podcast. I think it's our third year. I actually reached out to you because I wanted you guys to get a website because I was so into your, uh, so into your podcast. Yay! I was like, I wanted to it find out more, cute. and I was like, you guys need to get a website. <laughs> And I'm not really sure what AF stands for. Is it like haunted and friendly?
3: It's, it's yes. Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, we haunted. have hot guys coming in here in a little bit <laughs> yeah. sure, without hot shirts. Hot yes. Yeah. Hot ghosts. do you ghost. There it is.
1: But that's why I reached out to you. I thought, let's get a website for the because I want to find out more because uh, you guys got a great podcast. You guys are killing it. You guys came out of the box hot. Thank that's you. Fantastic. Thanks. And so I, yeah, so I reached out to you because I've written a book about San Antonio a few years ago. And the ghost stories is like the most popular thing in the book. And I am a skeptic. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a skeptic.
3: All of course, the guys <laughs> that have been on this show are skeptics, uh-huh. uh, except for the one time that it happened to them. And then after that, they're like, nah, no.
1: Well, my ghost story is Legend in San Antonio, and it's actually been a... a, a part of many different uh, national television shows that have come out to investigate mm-hmm. the ghost crossing.
3: Okay, so I actually went to school at the University of Texas and this was also a mm-hmm. legend in Austin yes. about the San Antonio ghost tracks. Yes. So it's, it's traveled. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. It's, Word got out. Yes,
1: it's pretty famous and there's a sad ending to the story too, okay? Oh. <laughs> oh,
3: wait a second. Yes, That's very, new. very
1: sad ending. Yes. Okay, I'm you, all about sad did endings. Did you run over
3: a ghost child? No, <laughs> no.
1: So so here, it's, it's on the south side of San Antonio and there's some railroad tracks and if you park your car turn it off and put it in neutral okay. okay you will your car will literally all of a sudden start to move and be pushed up over the tracks.
2: Oh, up. Yes. Have you done this? Oh,
1: yes. I, oh, everybody in San Antonio has done it. <laughs> I mean, yes. As soon as you get your license, you are headed out of the ghost track. Yeah. And you can also hear ghostly noises in the background. Yes. And on top of that, okay, no. the legend is that there was a school bus that got hit by a train, and the children, the ghostly children, that are pushing you over the tracks to safely safety. And there is a subdivision nearby, and all the streets there are named after children.
2: Oh! And, uh, like the Kids from the bus. That's, That's the legend. Sure. Okay. So you've okay. got like Susie and Billy and yeah. Margaret. Oh, exactly. oh exactly. I don't. To live on Margaret Street, I know <laughs> poor Margaret. Okay,
1: so that is the legend of the ghost crossing. Now, if you go out there and you can go day or night, doesn't matter, and park your car and put it in neutral, your car will literally move and it will move up over the tracks. It literally happens. Hmm. Okay. That's
2: awesome. And then the creepy sounds and the
1: creepy sounds. Now, can I explain what's really going on out there? Yeah, okay. go ahead.
2: Why not? Wait, I want to hear what the creepy sounds sound like. Well, first I will of tell all. you what
1: they are. Actually, there's a <laughs> there's a farm near there, and the farmer has peacocks. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Well, and so the sound is a peacock. It's name. a
1: very creepy ghostly sound it's that it makes. me yes exactly <laughs>
2: Exactly. That sounds like a very high-pitched there's, Chewbacca. There's actually, there's a neighborhood that has peacocks in it yes. over by White Rock Lake, yes. and that's why I know, because we go over and chase the peacocks. Yes,
1: like, I know that neighborhood. And I
3: like that you're an yes. adult and you chase peacocks. Absolutely. They walk down the street.
2: Those peacocks walk down the street. They are awesome. We're, yeah. we're going. Okay, we're back. I'm, I'm going to take you. It's awesome.
1: Okay. So, so the, that's the ghostly sound. The subdivision with the children's names they are actually the grandchildren's names oh. of the person who built the subdivision.
3: Oh, okay. Margaret's still alive. Yes. (laughs) Is that insensitive? I'm sure Margaret's
1: happy about it, and so is the grandfather. Now, finally, actually, the phenomena of being pushed over the tracks. It's actually something of an optical illusion. Your car actually does move, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're going uphill, but because of the horizon and the telephone poles, have you ever been to Casa Magnetica in Six Flags?
3: Yes. Oh, my gosh, where everything was slanted. Yes. And like, like
1: you'll see an orange roll uphill because the house is built on a hill and then it's slanted. That's what's going on at the go. Crossing because I feel it's so the deceived. way that the road I know because the way that the road is and <laughs> if you go to I, my I have a website sanantoniouncovered.com, and there was one show I forgot what it was but they actually so the Science Channel went out there and they tested it and did the, you know the measurements and everything mm-hmm. and they kind of debunked it for everybody though we kind of all knew that it wasn't really ghosts but it really does feel like you know, the road was kind of bumpy it does kind of feel like you're being pushed over the tracks by some ghostly presence
2: so it's a great story mm-hmm. yes I've heard about the ghost tracks in other cities. East right. Today. I've heard this story mm-hmm. before, yeah. and I guess there was some place out there where there was an actual bus accident in, yeah. in Utah. In Utah, okay. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. And but there's no kids out there pushing buses no, over. Yeah. yeah. So there's no ghosts from that. Yeah. That's one of the things that that always gets me. Anytime you have these stories where uh, like there's something like that happening everywhere, mm-hmm. that's where I immediately start asking questions, questions. about yeah. it. Yeah. But I will say, in San Antonio, you posted something about the new jury um, in downtown San antonio uh-huh. the hotel the hotel yes and that's where i was staying when i heard the weird disembodied <gasps> child <gasps> out of the closet La- laugh out of the closet don't laugh at me it really happened
1: well can i go back to the ghost crossing and tell the sad part of the story oh yes you can <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's a sad part of the story there i uh, thought
3: that it was fake was the sad part no
1: no, no it's, it's actually sad to me no it's even worse than that okay oh, if God. you're a fan of this kind of stuff by the way if you go to my website san there's directions uh google map directions on how to get out there
2: oh yeah we need to do that no
1: okay. no you don't anymore because God. about uh, probably three months ago, and this has been there for <laughs> years. Let me tell you, this had been there for decades, okay? Okay. Three months ago, Union Pacific <gasps> regraded the tracks, and now it doesn't work anymore. Da-da!
3: Yes! Oh! Oh! I know, it ruined oh, it for just, everybody. And none of a- for everybody that's already done it, for future generations yes, to come, yes. that story's yes. been around forever.
4: Oh,
1: it has! I mean, it has literally been around. Oh, I think since the 30s.
2: We should just assign somebody <laughs> to be out there in the bushes to push everybody over the tracks. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just make it like happen. One guy works an eight-hour shift. <laughs> yes,
3: and they yeah. take turns round the clock, just pushing people. Now,
1: <laughs> here's part of the legend too, and this is the most thing that the most ridiculous thing is: if you put some type of talcum powder on the trunk of your car, you'll yeah. see the fingerprints of the children.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, how did they explain that?
1: Well, because if you if there's fingerprints it's, all over the trunk of your car yeah. already. <laughs> From
3: open, just randomly
2: opening and shutting it yeah, on yeah. your own. So yes. you're
3: essentially just freaking yourself out by your own forensic <laughs> Those evidence. Those are probably your own fingerprints. They are your own fingerprints. You're like, look so. how
2: disgusting I am. Yeah. Was I eating chicken before I opened my trunk? Why is there so much powder on here?
1: I, I will say this, though, and and I also have a post on some of the ghost legends in San Antonio. There are so many ridiculous ghost legends, but there is one that is, I think it's probably stood the test of time. I've never seen this, but the Menger Hotel, which is right next to the Alamo, okay? Okay. There has been, over the course of many, many years, many, many different sightings of Sally May, who was a chambermaid that was supposedly murdered in the hotel. And many people have said they have seen her in the hotel. Oh, that's awesome. And that's one of the most haunted Ooh. hotels uh, in San Antonio. Unfortunately, I call it ghost tourism. Yeah. Uh, there's like ghost tours, and every building's got a ghost now. And if you're really into the ghost tours it kind of devalues like the stories from the Menger because now everybody's claiming to have a ghost and stuff.
2: Yeah, because then they're just doing it to get people in Yeah, and I've complained about that because during the summer when my kids are out of school uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's one of the things that we'll do we'll just go and hit up all of these supposedly haunted places yeah. in North Texas right? and it's all garbage and it's yeah. so depressing when yes. you go to snuffers and you ask your <laughs> waiter about the ghost and the waiter's like I don't know what you're talking yeah. about yeah. do you That's- want like straws with that? <laughs> yeah, it's so frustrating and that happens over and over yeah. again and then then since we are ghosty people uh-huh. everyone is constantly sending me the link anytime the Dallas Morning News or D Magazine posts there yeah the most haunted places in Dallas yeah. and again the number one is always the lady of White Rock Lake so right. have you ever heard an actual lady of White Rock Lake story oh
1: yeah I've heard that story yeah because I live right over there myself I've heard that story but I'm you know to me I just kind of always took that with a grain of salt I'm it's like I said I'm, I'm a skeptic yeah I don't really believe in ghost stories though I will say the menger the menger ghost there there's been many, many sightings over that, over decades and decades.
2: Is it wrong for me to say, I hope you have a ghost sighting? Like, I hope no. it happens to you just so we can prove you wrong? Go, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? I would love to be proven wrong. I yeah. would love to be proven wrong. I will tell you, though, one of my favorite San Antonio stories, and they're making a movie. It comes out in a couple weeks. is La Llorona. Have you heard of La Llorona? Yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. That looks scary as hell. No. What is this?
1: La Llorona is a, a legend in San Antonio. And actually, it's more of a Hispanic legend, but it's the Donkey Lady. Oh,
3: somebody yes. just sent me a link the, about this. Um, yes. What's her face? Is- is the main character and I don't know her name. Oh, that was no help at I'm all. I'm sorry. Hawke- it's actually Hawkeye's wife in uh, Avengers.
1: <laughs> no, Lori. Don't tell people I'm in the Avengers. Not no. you,
3: Hawkeye, oh, but, see, but the other one. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look it Jeremy up. Jeremy Renner's Jeremy
2: wife Renner's in wife. Avengers. Yeah, the girl from Linda. Linda Carlisle. No, it's not Linda Carlisle. It's, it's Linda, Linda Cardinini. Card- 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 That's it. Mm-hmm. Green Room. Linda. She's great. Cardellini, Yeah. yeah. Cardellini, Yeah. yeah. She's also oh in, um, the mom in the uh, the wife in the Green Room. Yeah. Wife in the Green Room. Okay. Okay. Mama's boy. There's okay. your IMDB okay. moment, yeah. uh, courtesy of Haunted AF. Man, so we're dumb. So wait, tell the ghost story. Okay, to-
1: so this story is told from by parents to their children in San Antonio all the time. Don't go down by the creek. Don't go by into the river. Because many people have actually drowned in the creeks and the rivers when the rain comes. Sure. And they flood uh, the west side of San Antonio. So this is a big legend on the west side. La Llorona will get you. She's a woman with the head of a donkey. And uh, she'll drown you in the river. So parents tell their kids this story to keep them from going down to the creek when the water goes up and the kids try to go swimming in there. The legend is that La Llorona married, a, or was actually uh, the mistress of a rich nobleman from Spain uh, back in those days when, when the Spanish ruled San Antonio and ruled Mexico, and that uh, she uh, had children that she drowned them in the water, and she was cursed, and now has the head of a donkey and haunts those who go down by the water where she drowned her kids. Wow. That's the legend. And it's this story is passed on from like generation to generation mm-hmm. to keep kids from swimming down in the creek beds when and it keep rains. Me
3: out of there. Yeah, I don't want any like woman with the head donkey head. No, I don't to want stomp on head. me, well, donkey
2: <laughs> lady. But uh, thank you so much my for pleasure. that. You are welcome to come back and totally poop on any sort of classic ghost story that anytime you want.
1: Well, uh, and if you want to hear all the ghost stories I accumulated in my book, you can actually buy my book, or you can just read it for free at SanAntonioUncovered.com We updated it just recently, so
2: you really want to plug the free site? I know, right? I'm going to read it for free now. I'm not paying well, you. Well,
1: hopefully, if you read it for free you'll
2: say, oh, go buy
3: the book. No, you know, that's so. not how that works. <laughs> Isn't it? Dang it. Def- no wonder just- I'm
1: not selling many of
3: these. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget, we need your ghost stories. That's what makes the show interesting and continue on. Um, please. Yes. <laughs> please. We
2: have please. no show without them. Yeah,
3: exactly. Please email us, voice memo
2: us, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And especially if you have any ghost stories about the lady of White Rock Lake. You know how I, I've really got my panties in a wad about this one. <laughs> so I need to hear from people who have legitimately seen something or had something that happened at White Rock Lake that didn't involve finding a body in the water. Right. Like like actual ghost stuff. See a woman.
3: Like we want to see something like M. Night Shyamalan's movie, Lady in the Water. So
2: we'll update that next week. We also have more ghost stories about disembodied child voices. Yes, from Jody, who is actually Sandy's sister. Remember Sandy from last week? They're adorable. Yes. So Jody's coming on to talk about that. Uh, We also have a story that you found. Yeah. Mona. Yes. She actually is one of my coworkers,
3: and this involves a scratch, and there is video evidence of it happening. Yeah, so that's all coming up on
2: the next Haunted AF. All
3: right, guys, remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Did you like the way I said Twitter? Twitter,
2: Twitter. <laughs> Thanks to our board, Ob Ziggy Becker, and to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song, and also to On Air Media for their titles and technical support.
3: And of course, we got to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die
0: first, I'm coming back to haunt you, baby. (laughs) Oh, I'll come back and haunt you, too, Ah! Rebecca.